You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right, guys. Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash Pandas. I am Lindsay and this is my marvelous co-host, Lauren. Hello. And we are here to talk to you about everything that is trashy and trending. So um, this past week, Lauren introduced me to this fantastic show that I am thoroughly obsessed with on Netflix. It's called Love on the Spectrum. It is so good. It's It's so cute. It's pure joy. Um, It (laughs) is about um, adults with autism who are looking for love. And so we get to see them go on dates and just navigate, um, the dating world. And it's just charming and endearing. And you're just rooting for all of them to find love. And I love it because I think it really shines a light on, um, the fact that, um, you know, people with autism, of course, are not different than us. They want love. They want these relationships. And um, I just think it's a really interesting, um, cool uh, light that this show has has brought on these adults looking for love. I love it. It's I think it's super cute. I love, uh, there's a few people that I already am like, I want to totally like friends with you. Yes. Like I want to hang out with you and, and have fun with you. And like, you know, a lot of them are like cosplay enthusiasts or like video games and stuff. It's right up my alley. And they're perfect. You are really big into anime. Um, the, uh, the two Maddie is one of them. And then the other one's Michael and their senses of humor are, just so they're so cute they're so (laughs) witty and so funny that I'm like I want to be friends with you it's based in um Australia is where all these adults are living um and you see that it will focus on one person's like um journey with finding love but they all kind of like intertwine at some point um it's a great show. Check it out on Netflix. There's only five episodes. I hope eventually there will be more because I would love to see follow up on if they are successful in these relationships or, or what ends up happening. But it's a great, great show. You just have the biggest smile on your face the entire time because it's so like lighthearted and adorable. It's true. Uh, Her and I have been like binging it and it's just, it's very, like you were saying, like, it's like happy, like you feel like good watching these people and you're like, you I hope that it works out for you guys. Yeah. And it's just like really nice. Like if you just need something to smile about during all of the craziness in the world right now, go watch that show because it is, I just, the whole time I'm watching it, Lauren would look over and I would just be like smiling, like from <laughs> yeah. ear to ear. Like it's so cute. It's so good. Speaking of dating shows, I have been watching two of them. I binged, um, marrying millions which is on hulu and it that's kind of like a, a shit show a lot of these couples are um huge age gaps like some of them are like 40 years difference and um it's like some, one of them is super rich and the other one is not 
And it's like follows these couples on like how they navigate through that and how um, the people who are not used to having a lot of money are like getting over their fears of like hanging out with a different crowd of people that do have money. And a lot of things that you like are like, I hope that that's not how people would treat you totally happen. And it's funny to watch that. <laughs> like a lot of like, do you mean like a lot of like judgment? Yeah. Like a lot of judgment about where they came of, from. Exactly. Or people just being like, you don't belong with us oh or, you know, Some like classist bullshit. Exactly. Like this person just doesn't really like fit in with us or, you know, especially with the age gaps. And I have dated people that were 15 years older than me and stuff. And it's, like I, I experienced that too, where people were just like, this is inappropriate, even though I was like an adult and I'm yeah. like, I'm dating somebody right. that is also an adult. Right. It like, I'm not being groomed. Right. Like, exactly. Like I make my own decisions, decisions. and yeah. you know, thanks for looking out. But, right. So yeah. I love watching that kind of stuff. And then I also started watching Indian matchmaking and oh, yeah, that, that is really about good. Indian couples that have a matchmaker yeah. kind of like, um, million dollar matchmaker yeah. or whatever oh that's God, called. I used to love that show. I used to love that show too. And so it's kind of like the same idea, only it has nothing to do with like how much money you have or anything like that. It has everything to do with just like the same type of religion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it, that's actually really interesting to watch. Um, like people that are like in arranged marriages yeah. or, you know, getting married after like meeting each other one time with yeah. your family around. Like it's very interesting. Not all of them are like that though. Some of them are a little bit more like, like, uh, westernized yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. And, and they will go on dates and whatnot but some of them go on like one date with their families and then married like that's yeah. a real thing so it's interesting to watch that kind of stuff so um i also watched murder mystery on netflix mm-hmm. with the adam sandler movie. adam sandler and jennifer aniston and it's supposed to be like an Agatha Christie type movie, you know, who done it murder and they're solving it together. And I just was not a huge fan. Of it. <laughs> I thought it kind of sucked. I wouldn't waste my time watching it. Right. You know, for me, like when I watched it, I was kind of like, it's an Adam Sandler movie. Like you kind of, it's like, kind of like hit or miss, yeah. you know, like some of them are like decent. Some of them are really good. You know, I think that you and I were talking earlier about some of Adam Sandler's movies that we do like, like 51st States and oh, Just it. Go With It. Yeah. And I really like Just Go With It. Me too. I, I thought love that, that was one. really good. And then the other one was and Blended. 51st States is so good. He was in Blended as well. And yeah. so I've noticed that obviously everyone's noticed this, but like Drew Barrymore and Jennifer Aniston are like two reoccurring actresses that are like always in his stuff. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish that him and Jennifer Aniston were actually married because they have no. such... Good, good chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. I think they are so good they together. But I think the same thing about him and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, like when well, I they watched, do. Yeah, definitely. When I watched Fifty First Dates, I was like, I love them. Yeah, like this is so. That's such a well, good. She's movie. like America's sweetheart. Yeah, like a little bit more than Meg Ryan quirky to me. And cute, but so is, <laughs> yeah. so is Jennifer Aniston. That's true. Jennifer Aniston. I do love Jennifer, and she is seriously she gorgeous. Is seriously, hot. like, yeah, I would stick it to Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry, but I would. <laughs> um, the last thing that I wanted to bring up is um, in the news this week, something really awful happened. Um, Daisy, who was in the um, Netflix documentary, Audrey and Daisy, actually 
um, committed suicide this week. And um, I just want to draw attention to it because I think that that documentary is so powerful in shedding light on um, the trauma that sexual assault survivors have to endure and it's lasting trauma and unfortunately um she you know is no longer with us because of the horrific thing that happened to her when she was a teenager if you haven't watched the documentary I think it's super important that everyone watches it because um obviously shedding light on an awful awful thing that is very prevalent in our society. Um, but also how sexual assault survivors are treated afterwards, oftentimes not believed, bullied, um, bullied to the point where, especially at their age where they were in high school when this happened to them. And so it was like, you know, football player or, you know, and it's like, everyone's like, how can you be saying this about this person? So I recommend that documentary for anybody. If you're into documentaries, if you like stuff, obviously trigger warning for like sexual assault and everything, but, um, and suicide and suicide. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so sad because Audrey had already passed and Daisy was the one that was like featured in the film, like obviously talking, she was talking about more it. about her entire situation. And so losing her was a devastating blow. A gut her. punch. I read it and I was just shocked because I, I was really, really, really rooting for her yeah, to be able and to get it. It really that. seems like she was doing everything in her power to oh like move on with her life exactly. and, and live a full life and do all these things. And it just shows like the lasting horrific effects that it has on, on someone's life. And it's so sad and so devastating. Um, so if you haven't watched it, I would highly recommend going and watching that movie. Even if you have, te- if you have teenagers watching it with, them yeah to show you know not only do these things happen but how we need to be empathetic and and that life isn't necessarily over at that moment it's hard to get through but you know it's hard to get and yeah and supplying people with the resources to be able to like cope with those um issues and everything and those traumas But, you know, people are out there and the resources are there and we will post on our Facebook some resources for anybody that's also um, dealing with that. Yes. So moving on to a lighter subject, uh, 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. Happily Ever After. All right. Who do you want to start with? Um, Let's just start with who was featured first. So Jason Colt. Um, we picked up where like they were having a fight over Vanessa, who was the girl that Col- Colt had had a, a romantic relationship with, or a one and night currently sandwich. watching his cat, <laughs> and is currently watching his cat <laughs> that Debbie accidentally brings up in front of Jess, knowing that Jess is gonna freak out, and Jess sure does freak out, <laughs> and uh, it's. In the I best mean, way possible. In the best too. way possible. I loved it. I uh, was like, as I was watching, I was like, I should not be condoning any sort of violence, but her throwing her shoes <laughs> at Colt 
and Colt being like, what the hell? And like trying to dodge them. My favorite part was it her, was comedy. She has like text messages, screenshots <laughs> on her phone. And she is like well, throwing the phone like in his face, like read this, read this. Yeah. So I guess we should mention she has like gone through Colt's phone yeah, she to got- see that like he was talking to Vanessa. Like it was more than what he was letting on. Right. And, but yeah. So then so that, she's, yeah. she's holding the phone like in his face and she's like, read this, read this. And he's like, I can't read it. <laughs> Cause she's just like shining it in his face. <laughs> and it was just like, so funny to me watching that entire thing. was so funny. I'm sorry. I'm like a shit person apparently, because I think it is like, that is like comedy to me. No, it was wonderful. I mean, and Debbie and here's is the, thing. the entire time going like, I didn't know. And yeah, and here's the thing: the shoes miss him. He's not hurt. It was, it, but and then he kept being like, I "Can't believe she like got violent towards me." And I was like, "Dude, you dodged the shoes. You're fine." He's like, "She's fine," me. and it was a heel. <laughs> it hurts. So I'm just like, it didn't, didn't hit it you. Didn't hit him. <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? But it was her. I love like something that Brazilian women are known for is being just like spicy and yeah, and exactly. passionate. And she is like that stereotype. It's not okay to abuse your person absolutely. no matter what. Absolutely not. But, but I'm going to watch that TV. But <laughs> it was really good that. TV and he wasn't hurt and it wasn't, she missed him by a long shot. Like it was, so she okay so Colt also like claims to not know that like that Vanessa was watching the cats but then later on like admits to lying Lying to Jess about talking to Vanessa still so I'm just like you're in the wrong Colt you know that you are you're saying that you didn't know and that you weren't talking to her just said that you were not talking to her and then you were and we all saw it like how are you going to get around this one? So mm-hmm. uh, basically she starts throwing her shit and she's saying that you lie and she's freaking out. And then Jess eventually leaves. Colt follows her around, but she ends up leaving. Oh, she says about going with her ex. Oh yeah. She goes, it's your last night in Brazil. I'm going to go fuck my ex. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, <laughs> oh my God. For real, she Dude. was just like, okay, I'm gonna go sleep she, with my ex now. Like, she, okay, bye. She was ruthless. <laughs> like, she was having none of coal. Um, so that I. Dude, that is hilarious. I loved it. Who knows what's going to happen next I loved week. watching it. Yeah, it was so good. You know what? I'm going to predict that she's going to be like, fuck you. That's what I'm going to predict. I mean, I hope she does. Can we talk about what we know about her right now? Yes, go ahead. So she is in a relationship with another American guy. And I heard that Colt is now dating Vanessa. Really? That's what I heard. I don't have anything to like back that up, but I. How does Colt snag these beautiful women? Yeah. Honestly, how? These seriously, these girls are hot. Too. Like, what is, is it? It's gotta be. Is it like the 90 day thing? Like, well, Larissa, no. Like, right. Larissa liked him pre-90 day. But then I'm like, Jess and Vanessa, like, what are the odds? Like, she's... I, I just... I'm like... Yeah. I hope that that uh, Jess steps away from Colt, like, in the next episode. Because if she stayed with him past that, I'm like, 
But, you know, obviously it's a show and they're on it for a reason. So they're probably going to last the duration of the episodes and everything. Who knows, though? We don't know. We don't know. Who knows? Just Yeah, will she be at, like, the reunion? Yeah, who's going to be showing up? Who's going to be talking? Like, what's what's going on with that? I'm curious to know. Was it filmed pre-COVID? It has to have started filming pre-COVID because we know no, that no, I'm Devin was or the the reunion. the reunion. Oh yeah, no, I want to know that too, but I don't think so. I think that that happens like because in the season for 90 Day Fiance, they had a reunion and it was all Zoom. Yeah, that's true. So chances yeah. are, yeah, you're this right. is probably going to be Zoom as yeah. well. Yeah, that's what I assume. Okay. All right, uh, Kalani and Asuelu. So they're in Washington. They're about to meet up with their mom, with uh, Asuelu's mom. Uh, Kalani's sister, Colini, joins them. And Asuelu makes a comment like, I feel like Kalani invited Colini just to basically have someone on her side. Right. And I'm like, yeah, well, probably. But that does make you feel for Asuelu because think of all the times like he's had to deal with her family without having anyone, anyone else on, on his, his side. side that's true yeah so can we just side note really quick to the fact that they had like 20 minutes too long about them talking about seeing a ghost <laughs> like the entire first part i thought this was really funny though i did too but i was like this is crazy because it was like the entire first part of them like seeing each other like the us seeing them yeah. for this episode is them talking about this fucking ghost yeah that he goes to the bathroom because he has to poop really bad that's what he says <laughs> so he has to poop really bad he goes to the bathroom he sees a shadow of like a little child and then he's telling kalani this the next day he had a hard time sleeping because of it and kalani was like i heard people talking so yeah. now they're talking about leaving the, the airbnb, airbnb and going somewhere else because it's haunted which i was like i get it you guys like believe in ghosts i'm i'm not even saying that i don't believe in ghosts i'm just saying in general like it was very like it was like not related to the story, and then girl, I'm but, not saying if I was, a, if I was staying in a haunted BNB, peace. Okay, bye. I feel kind of the opposite. I might actually try no. and like what get your Ouija board out, like maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's no. by like what is it? No, bye. Wait, I don't listen. need some. No, listen. Because you think if my Hasbro then... Ouija board is actually gonna get some fucking. <laughs> Okay. Yes. All right. One thousand percent. And also, not only that, but like, okay, like mass. If produced. you do believe in this stuff, actually, there's this really good ghost show. I, I to, do no, believe wait, in this. Hold stuff. on, I have to look it up though. But there's this ghost show. Oh my gosh, guys, remind me for next week to look up the name of this ghost show. Okay, it is terrifying. It's like true story. Well. True stories. I say that with a side eye. We don't know, obviously, but people really feel they, that they have these experiences, right? Sure. And they're telling their story. And some of them say that the ghosts like attach themselves to the person. No, so yeah. Even yeah, when I've heard that, even when they leave the house that is it supposedly haunted, you. it goes to the next place with them. Right. So I would be like, no, I'm not saying this. Therapy, me. I don't need no ghosts. I don't know because Kalani was like, it's a bad ghost. And I was like, well, how do you know it's a bad, like what happened that made you feel, I don't know. Maybe it's just a feeling. Maybe energy. It's just an energy. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, is that uh, he saw a ghost. So they like wake up kind of like cranky and groggy, whatever. We went off on a ghost. Yeah, we did. (laughs) 
And then, so they go to meet her family or his family. And I'm just going to say the mother kissing Oswelu. She goes in for a kiss on the lips and it is entirely too long and too hard. Like even Kalani is like, you made it out with your mom. Yeah. Like they and, and that really like hisses Asmailu off, but it was, I mean, and we were talking about this too. Who knows if it was like TLC editing to make it look worse than it actually was. But... Either way, I felt like it was too long and too hard. But the second time that they show it, it they're like off to the side. Kind and of. so I was like, kind of like it was like they're on the lips, but to the side too. I don't know. Um, but I felt like I was like, maybe that's a little bit of editing to make it look longer, but Kalani brings it up. Even the initial, like real time, them kissing is very awkward and, and long. And, and I, listen, I kiss my dad on the lips. I kiss my uncles and my aunts on the lips. Like our family does. We kiss on the lips. I don't think it's weird. I know other people think it's weird, but there is nothing that I don't feel like that's bad for my family that's no. just the way we were raised yeah that's what we do but it's a quick little pack but it's like, a pack. yeah hey, it's like yeah hey, i love you bye you yeah. know like nothing yeah. big but you know this was one of those this I was, was like, like you can't justify that as being like, like a peck a full, <laughs> a full minute on, like make out session of you and your of mom smushing lips it was very weird it was different um so then eventually um, they go out to eat and everything and Azuelu gets a fuck ton of food. They're like in one of those, you know, food like truck. the food truck, like parks where there's a bunch of food trucks. He gets like three of everything on the best every of the truck. best, the best of the best, three of the best of the best of everything, of every single food truck and brings it back to like the four people sitting there. I think it was like five or something, but either way, they're still sitting there with like five people trying to eat like 10 pounds of food. <laughs> um, and the mom, of course, asks, where's my money? And the sister was like, we told you to bring $1,000. And he was like, I have 100 And that's not good enough. his mom is basically saying, like, your job as a son is to take care of me and your father. And I understand this. I understand where both sides are coming from because... Apparently, before Asbailu left for America, before he married Kalani, he was bringing an income into their family. He was working and doing all that. And then all of a sudden, his parents lose that income entirely. And they're, they seem elderly. Like, she seems much older. Much yeah. older. Like, much, much older. And um, so I can understand, you know, needing to take care of care of your your older parents so that they don't have to work as much you know but Kalani brought up a good point he she asked the sister well what are you what are you contributing to your mother and father right and she was like that's none of your business and then the mom was like leave my daughter yeah, leave alone. my daughter alone and okay. it's like okay but that's a legitimate question you're here working in America are you sending all money to your family why does this all fall onto Asvelu when you know he has now a wife and two young children you know it's 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 unrealistic expectations right for for them to hold Asvelu to that i think in my opinion and good for Asvelu he doesn't 
throw his wife under the bus. You know, he just is he like, starts out like he's going to, but it then sounds he like he it. is, but then he changes his tune and he doesn't end up doing that. And basically, they get pissed off and they just leave. They like just up and leave. So we will see next week how that all evolves. Uh, Larissa? Larissa and Eric, super boring. Yep. Basically, he threatens to call the cops. Larissa goes and talks to him. And uh, they continue to fight with each other. And he eventually apologizes. And um, she insists that she uh, that he shows her everything so that way she can, like, forgive him for it. And she wants to see it all. And then I think that it ends with her basically being like, I want to move out. Yeah. Um, She's like, I'm going to stay one more night here and then I'm going to move yeah, out. Yeah, I think that's entirely ridiculous. I think that... Eric is like right in being like when we got back together, we decided that we were going to let this go. Mm-hmm. And Larissa is wrong for taking his phone mm-hmm. and and going through everything mm-hmm. and trying to like bring it all up again. Don't same shit. Go looking for things because you're gonna find something you don't want to see. Right. I mean, that's the end of the story. And the thing is that Larissa eventually, like, calls him a loser. And I'm like, you're living in his house because you got kicked out of your house. Okay. And then she also says that she is not very sexually um, experienced. And so it wasn't fair for him to go and talk about their sex life. But we've heard that she has talked about their sex life to other people too yeah so it's like a double standard yeah you can't be saying that right. he can't talk about you but you can talk right. about him and yeah you know what i mean like the whole like i'm not very sexually experienced like like who cares like you know i know people that have only slept with you know a handful of people and i can get why she's embarrassed by sure that, you're embarrassed sure. but who wouldn't be embarrassed yeah I you mean, know like if somebody's talking on. about you you get embarrassed and you move on from it he apologized. I he don't apologized. know what else exactly. you want well, that's from the thing him. Is I like, thought this entire thing was going to end when yeah, he apologized, I thought it was end and then too. it just didn't. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, we're still on this. Yeah. Like, we're still doing this now." Yeah. It was. It, it was, was crazy. Too much. Um, Sinjin and Tanya more with his family there in South Africa, and he sees his brother. Tanya cries to his mom about if wanting Sinjin will ever have balance in his life between being a free spirit and like having children and settling down and the one thing that was weird is like I guess it wasn't weird but he they're in the car together and Sinjin like just barely moves forward and then she like kind of freaks out and he was like oh never mind sorry like my bad and he like kind of like laughs it off and goes to like pull backwards and she starts like full on crying and she's like my PTSD from my accident which i'm not trying to say isn't real but i was just like oh that was like kind of like weird cuz i didn't know that she was like so anxious about driving i mean i kind of get that because i'm that anxious oh no i am too i, I just like, was saying I, that I, had, I i didn't realize that she was so anxious yeah. about like afterwards after getting which i would be too i've had like full on meltdown but she, but he was kind of like at first like I felt like he wasn't laughing at her, but she took it as him laughing at her. Yeah, but he explains, like, like it was a nervous laugh. <laughs> I just touched your ass. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like a nervous laugh. That was weird. All right, Libby and Andre. Okay. Um, so Andre and Charlie, they're having this fight. Um, this is where we left off last episode. Uh, just basically Charlie is prying into Andre's life. They've been drinking and, 
um, they get up to go fight each other and they end up not because everyone else ends up like diffusing the situation. But it's really frustrating because I feel like I'm kind of on, I feel like Charlie, Libby's brother and her dad were kind of like poking the bear. They were totally antagonizing. Yeah. To get this reaction out of Andre. And then they were like, Oh, like looking at Andre's brother and his friends, like, Oh, this is how your brother acts. This is how your friend acts. And, you know, his brother and his friends were like, obviously they're going to like stand up. Right. For their they were like, we're going to be on Andre's side. You're not going to get us on your side about this. Like we're going to be on our, our friend's side about this. And, um, they end up not getting into a physical altercation. But what I thought was really interesting was Andre's brother actually pointed out that he thinks the reason like Charlie and Andre don't get along is because they're so much alike, which is dead. on. Yeah. Dead on. Like they're dead very, on. um, hot headed, you know, well, he said, uh, eager to fight. Yeah. Which was like one thing that I took from what he was saying where I was just like, yeah, you're right. I think that yeah. both of them are like eager. They're to like looking for something exactly. to, to get exactly. mad at the other one about. So, um, uh, Libby's dad, they're like outside and Libby's dad's like, Oh, is this, you know, is that how you treat someone? You know, in America, we treat people with respect. And I was just like, dude, you are so full of crap. Right. You guys have been unwelcoming to Andre. You have been, um, so skeptical of him, aggressive about him. You are not at all an innocent bystander in all of this. Like right. you are just as guilty of Andre of poor behavior. The other thing too is that as he says that, Libby says, "Oh, Dad, you're wrong. That's not right. Yeah, that you're like, you're being the aggressor. The you're being first the aggressor." Time ever, she's like stood up, right? Said the right thing, exactly. Um, so. His, her dad keeps on like insinuating that um, Andre is like a whole different person between America and Moldova, which we've have noticed that that's kind of true, but that's not something that I think is like, like, I don't know. I just don't think that it's as much as they're saying it is, but even Libby was saying when they first got there that he's being like super like, you know, masculine, you know, I'm the yeah. ruler, I'm the king. And it's, you know, yeah. I get that she's having like a little bit of an issue with that. And her dad calls that out too. Yeah. Um, and then later on when, so um, dad kind of says that he's super concerned and Charlie and Andre both like continue to fight. And um, in the interview, she later is talking about Andre saying that he was the aggressor. So I was like, which one is it though, Libby? Because you right. can't be like saying that your dad is the aggressor and your husband's the aggressor aggressor. You can say that like both of them are, but you're not saying that. You're like in front of your husband saying, fuck you, dad. But that's and in so front of your Libby. Yeah, exactly. Like we talked about that last week, where it's just like she doesn't take one side or the other. She just kind of plays whatever side she's currently talking to. And that was another really good example of her doing that. Yeah. She's been doing that. All right, real quick. Angela and Michael, literally nothing happens with them. They're boring. So basically she again says that she doesn't know whether or not she wants to get married because he needs to decide whether or not like the eggs like are an issue. And they meet up with like her 
her sister, if she can't tow it a baby, they meet up with his sisters or aunts, or I don't know what the fuck they were, but they were like some people that he obviously like holds dear and they're like, we're not okay with it. And she's just like, okay, I don't know what you want me to do. Cause I don't have any eggs. And they say that she should like get a surrogate or like he should get a second wife. And we already know that Angela's not going to get a second wife no. with him. There's no way she's not okay with that. She, she won't even like let people like sit Hang around him, him in a bar. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to get another wife involved. All right. Doubt it. Okay. Um, last couple, Karini and Paul, basically, uh, we just find out Karini is not happy with Paul or her current living situation. And she basically calls him out for not working or not even trying to find a job. She even says that he, she doesn't think that he even cares that she's unhappy, right. which to me was like super sad. That is sad. I was like, she goes, I don't think that she goes, I don't know if Paul is completely aware that I'm unhappy, but if he is, I don't think he cares. And that's super sad to me. I like want her to be happy here or wherever she is. And it seems like I almost feel like she feels like trapped. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she does. That's sad. Yeah. Sure. I don't that's like a that. sad, that's a sad situation. Okay. Um, before the 90 day, Kenneth and Armando. Girl, you're so excited you talk about it. Oh my god. Um, so Kenneth plans to propose to Armando his two girls he has four kids but two of his girls come to Mexico to be there for it and he has this whole thing set up surprise it's like down by it's down by these rocks that they had been to before they went to on one of like their dates together when Kenneth had been in Mexico and um it's like in the ocean, looking out at the ocean. It's really pretty and, it's so and cute. cute. And so he plans to like have his girls like um get a bunch of people in the restaurant to like come out after the proposal and like cheer them on. And they like have these confetti cannons that are going off and it's adorable. So he proposes and it is so sweet. And it's like I cried both times <laughs> watching it because um, I'm a sucker. Um, but You're such a sap. I'm I such know. a sap. It's so adorable, though, though. Just like I just they were just like you can just tell how in love they are with each other. And like they were just like, I want to be with you forever. And it was just so sweet. And he says, yes, Armando says, yes. And then they turn around and they're shooting off the confetti cannons and all these people are on top of a cliff like cheering them on and Armando goes up Armando and Kenneth go up and meet he meets his daughters for the first time and they're hugging each other and like the daughter is like the daughter hugs Armando and is like I love you so much and it was just like so that is so nice it's just so sweet like his kids are so happy for them and they're so supportive and just they just embrace him like he's part of the family. It's wonderful. And I like, love it. One thing that I love about them is that they're very like accepting of Armando. Yes. And the one thing that I did think was weird though was that um Kenny had asked his daughters to go up and gather like a bunch of people that were like having dinner at the place above them to come and celebrate and like do the poppers and everything. Or not poppers. That's like the confetti. Cannon. The confetti. <laughs> Don't do poppers. Um, so they go ahead and, and and do that, and it does work out. But at first, I was like, 
I don't know if I would call a bunch of strangers over considering how much they've been saying like that hetero or homosexual relationships are not as safe and everything. So I was just a little bit concerned on whether or not they were going to. Maybe because since they'd been there before they knew. Right. Like what type of place it was and what type of crowd would be there so maybe they I hope that that would be what would happen but Mm -hmm. you know at the same time I was just like it's just a little weird because they were so adamant about um you know yeah not being as accepted there yeah and so it was interesting to see that um but his kids are so sweet and so cute and Armando ends up getting choked up and like saying like how much it means to him that Kenneth's kids accept him because his own family I thought he was gonna say no at first it's not even yeah, TLC always is going to make it seem I know. like there's I, some I did, shadow of doubt. I did think it, though, just because yeah. of them saying that in the past, you know, yeah. like that it's not as widely accepted there and that they were concerned about whether or not they were in danger. And we've yeah. said in the past we thought that they were in danger. And so it to me, I was like, oh, I, I wonder if he's actually going to say yes, if there's people around to like yeah. see that, you know? Yeah, so... I love them so much. Me too. And I'm so happy for them. Um, okay, Yazan and Brittany. Um, Brittany goes to the mosque with Yazan, and she has not converted to Islam, but um, she's trying to be open to it. She shows up with like her, her hijab on, and she's all ready to go. And she's like, I'm not, I, she grew up Catholic, but she considers herself spiritual. And, uh, <laughs> like, so come on. she ends up having like, she's like, it was really peaceful. She ends up having like a good experience. And it's like, um, you know, I felt like I, I was meditating and I felt like close to God and, and like, she felt connected stuff. to Yasin yeah, yeah. just through like them practicing the same thing. So you know? she has a good experience, but like flash forward to later that night and they're out to dinner and, um, Yazan is putting all this pressure on her to convert to Islam. And he's like, you have three days to decide if you're going to convert to Islam. And she's like, that pissed me off. She's like, I have three days. She was like, we just had this conversation with your uncle where your uncle was like, don't rush her. And I had told Lauren, I was like, it's good that she's not taking this decision lightly. You know, she's really, yeah, she's taking her time to right, decide she's whether really or not this is right about it. And she was like, she told you, this is my first experience going to a mosque and doing this with you. And now you want me to decide to just accept the religion? Like, it's going to take more time than that, obviously. And we kind of find out that um, before she had moved over there, when they were just, like, dating, he had never made it clear, I will only marry a Muslim woman. And she brings that up. And she's like, I feel like this is something you should have told me from the start that I would have to convert. Right. You know, um, because he keeps saying like, it's not about you converting. It's about my wife converting. Well, okay. That's about her converting. So yeah, exactly. That was the part that really like, like kind of drew me off from it. Cause I was like, wait a minute. She's saying to you that you said that she could take her time. And then you're saying that she can, but not his wife. Right. 
And he's the one that's pushing them to get married so quickly. And I think that, you know, especially with, and the one thing that we both agreed on was that he was saying that he's feeling a lot of pressure from his family. And I get that. Yeah. I, I totally get that. But Brittany hasn't been completely forthcoming on all of the things that's going on because Not she's still married. Let's all yeah. remember that. She's still married. And that is probably going to take at least six months. Isn't that what her lawyer said? Six months? So it's like... At least. At I mean, least. I think that's after they get the paperwork signed and she doesn't even have, like, signed paperwork from her husband. Right. It doesn't make sense. I don't see how this can go much further. Um, I think that essentially they're going to be like left in a situation where she's going to have to just like kind of spew it all at once. And we all know that Yasin's not going to go for that, especially his family. Like he's going to feel used. He's going to feel taken advantage of. He's going to feel like she, you know, totally lied to him and everything because in reality she did. She did lie to him. It's going to be a big mess. It's going to be trash and I can't wait. I love it. I'm so excited. I know. It's just, it's not, they're not one of the couples that I foresee making out of this alive. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, June and Devin, uh, they get a new apartment. Which is really nice. Yeah, it's a really nice apartment. It's a much safer neighborhood. Devin's mom seems to be happy with the pick. Who decided to send Devin's mom to the grocery store with his parents? They can't even talk. My favorite part is when they're like driving to the neighborhood, the mom is just like asking all kinds of stuff. And June's mom is like, what is she saying? (laughs) And I was like, that is, we all want to know because even if you speak English, you don't know what the fuck she's saying. This bitch is crazy. And she's just like, Going on and on, like, oh, so what number is it? And they're like 153. And she's like, oh, we're at like 83. So we've got a ways. And then, like, later on, she's like, oh, the numbers are going down. And it's like, why don't you just let them drive? I'm pretty sure they know what they're doing. Right. They've lived here their right. entire lives. You well, she definitely, you can tell, has like a control problem. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Control every Absolutely. situation. She's not ready to just give it up and go with I was the like, why are you giving them such a hard time? Like, I really yeah. just want to like, like, just chill out, mom, you know? Both of the moms have major attitudes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Both of the moms have major and the attitude. dad is the shit like he's i love so nice dad. i he's, love the dad he's he's the voice of reason <laughs> absolutely and you know what i think that jihoon is starting to grow up actually they end up having like a meeting between like the mom and then mom and jihoon's mom and dad and jihoon and devin and you know obviously devin's mom is like i'm concerned because i want um, you know someone that's gonna take care of my daughter and and devin came here on the on the the idea that she was going to be a stay-at-home mom. So, yeah, it's totally acceptable for her to expect certain things, you know? And while they're talking about it, Jihoon's mom is like, she's only talking about what you need to do and not what she needs to be doing. And I was like, that's so unfair because obviously he didn't tell his parents that he said, oh, if you come here, I'm going to take care of you. Well, and it's also unfair because Devin had this baby on her own. Mm-hmm. Devin. She's been a mother. This has entire been time. a mother to Tayon and Drusilla this entire time on her own. So 
Yeah, it's time for us to talk about what Jihoon should be doing. It's way past time. It's, like, yeah, way past time. This right. is the second time she's moved her life over there. Right. And, and you know, it's just unfair. It's always unfair. I mean, I, it's a woman always has to grow up. Right. A woman always has to be the one that steps up and does does the thing that they need to do. And the man can decide whether he's going to or he's not going to. On 90% of occasions, I will say that there is that rare 10% where the dad is the one that steps up and the mom doesn't. But it's like, Devin has been doing all this on her own. Where has Jihoon been? He can't even send her a check for diapers or formula or, you know, and he's blowing his money at the bar. No, he like, can't do anything. Yes, yes, he's a man child. Yes, Jihoon's mom. Now we are going to be talking about what Jihoon should be doing. And you know what? They also, you know, Jihoon and Devin ask his parents and and good on Devin because she said both parents on both sides need to, need to back off a little yeah. bit. She didn't even say, like, get the fuck out of here. She didn't even say, like, oh, you know, like, y'all are too much. She just says, we want to raise our family together and, you we know, give more us enough, more space. Exactly. Yeah. And and his mom says, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm willing to do we that. We would love to do that. Love to she kind of, like, laughs about it. And I'm just like. But I feel mm. like she's laughing because she knows that Jihoon is going to need her. Yeah. Because Jihoon is going to fuck it up yeah. again. And she knows it's it's going to happen because she aids in that. She happening. enables his. That is, like, yeah. her MO yeah. is being, like, I'm going to take care of my yeah. child. Yeah. Um, and she comes to his defense for everything. Yep. We we've seen that before too, where she just is constantly like, "Well, my son's perfect. He's not doing anything wrong." And this is how all men in South Korea. Obviously, are. Devin is a great mother, so let her be a mother and right. let your son be a father, and hopefully, he can actually start acting like a fucking father soon. Right? You know? Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, and then at the very end, Drusilla runs the fuck off, and they're like. Oh my God, come back. Stop, stop, stop. And we don't know what happens. I'm sure we she's We just fine. see Jihoon goes darting after them. He literally goes like a bullet runs after literally. her. Literally. And he passes everyone. We don't know. I don't know. Because like the preview for next week looks like something major happened. Because Devin's mom is like, I don't even want to look wanna at talk him, to him again. again. I don't even want to look at him again. And I'm like, what happened for you that's to what, have that exactly reaction towards him? I was him. Like, like, who the fuck? Why? What did he do? So obviously we know that he's going to be blamed for Drusilla running Even off. though you're surrounded. She's there. Devin's there. Jihoon's there. How are you blaming this on Jihoon And you're alone? all screaming stop. And right. the bitch is still running. Like, come on. Get get your daughter under control. Sorry, the bitch. My bad. I, said the bitch. I don't care. She's still fucking running. And get your daughter under control. First of all, we all agree that that girl is like, she's, why is she so sweaty all the time? No. I just want to know. Why is she all so sweaty? Like, what's going on? I want to know. Sorry, not sorry. Lindsay's not saying it. I am. So come at, come at me. Okay. That's all right. Fine. Tim and Maylise. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I am dying. Um, Tim <laughs> decides to tell her dad that he cheated on her. What a... That's a bad idea, Tim. 
Why did you do that? That seems like a terrible idea. You know what the terrible idea was? Cheating on her in the first place. Well, I agree, but <laughs> okay, if you're gonna if you guys are going to I agree. If you're gonna try to work this out, if you're you gonna to work it out, up. you're gonna stay together. Yeah. You shouldn't tell your parents because of right. course they're gonna hate him and they have every reason to hate him. Right. They have every reason to hate him. Right. But you're literally telling them in order to like make them feel some type of way about about your guy yeah so do you not want to be with them are you going to use this as like the reason why they are like not trying to talk to him anymore and so you can break up with them like what is that yeah i just don't i feel like there's something else there yeah i feel like and i kind of we kind of mentioned this last week where we thought like what is their whole goal to just like drag him through the mud and you know what I mean? Like, if you are really trying to work on getting back together with him, is it necessary to tell your dad she that? She says she wants to, like, work it out. Yeah. That's what she says. I know, but... So why do you have to tell your If you know all? that your parents are going to react in this kind of way, why are you telling them? Unless, like, unless you don't want it to work out. I feel like her telling her mom was her, like, finding out about it being frustrated, told her yeah. mom because she didn't expect them to stay together. Yeah. Um, and confiding in someone that she's close with. Mm-hmm. But telling her dad after Tim gets there and then being like, just so you know, I cheated. Right. That seems like counterintuitive. Like, why would totally. you go and like, especially since he's so close with her dad, that it's like you're. And, and also even she says like your father's approval and, um, you know, acceptance is like number one. So telling him seems like the worst possible option. And and Tim says in his private interview, he's like, one of two things is going to happen now. Like either Maylise is going to turn her back on her family, which will never happen or our relationship is over. So. I just feel like this. You is just a, know that right, you're over there. Right. Like, what was the point? What was the point of you coming down here? Like, I just don't, I don't know. None of it really makes sense to me because like we said, you know, there are just certain things that you leave out when you're talking to your family about your spouse or your significant other. Right. And this probably should have been one of those things where you just, if you wanted it to work out. Then why, yeah, why, that, that's exactly, we've talked about this with all the couples, basically. Um, One thing I do want to point out, too, with Yasmin and Brittany as well, is that when they were um, talking about the entire thing with, um, like, at the, at the dinner with her, like, converting to Islam, she runs away, and all I could think to myself was, like, that is the smartest shit you've ever done, girl, was run away from this guy. And then she comes back and I was like, that was the dumbest shit you've ever done. Like, you know what I mean? Like in one scene, I was yeah. like, yes. And then I was like, why? No. <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah. But we've talked about this with a whole bunch of other um, cast members and everything where we're just like, there's, you don't have to talk about everything with, with your, your parents. No. Why not talk to your girlfriend, talk to your best friend, talk to your family members yeah. that are like separated from the situation like yeah you don't have to like go indulge in everything and like divulge this information to everybody for sure 
Um, so that about wraps it up for 90 days this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see next week with all of them, especially Ari and Binyam. Yeah. That story looks like it's going to get a little interesting. I so, wish that this, these episodes were two were hours longer. long because honestly I could do way more with them. Yeah. But I feel like they're kind of like scrounging for info right now. Yeah. So whatever yeah probably because of covid so next week i think we're going to take a little 90 day divergent divergence divergence is that a word sure from 90 day and i think we're going to do the epstein one hour of the Epstein documentary. documentary. And if Dave lets us, we'll have to talk to him. But if Dave lets us, maybe we'll do like a regular episode of 90 Day and then In we'll just do one like hour of Epstein. I don't know. We'll talk to him. We'll keep you guys posted on our Facebook and, and Instagram. And I think Dave is going to join us. Dave might join us. Maybe. It would be awesome if he did. We would love to have him. Um. So next week. Again, we might be taking a little break. We'll keep you guys in, involved. Either way, we're going to do one hour one hour of Epstein. Yeah, so if, if you have not seen the documentary on Netflix. Go watch it now. Go, go watch, watch it, it now. right now. It's three episodes. Three episodes. It's mind-blowing. It goes deep. It goes dark. We'll do a little trigger warning. We'll, and yeah, then, uh, sure. like I said, if, if Dave gives us the go-ahead, then we'll do um, 90 Day Afterwards. Oh, actually, Dave just said, I'm all about it. So perfect. perfect. So afterwards, we'll do a little like recap of our thing, but we're going to start off with just an hour of Epstein. And uh, we hope that you guys can join us for that. We're really excited to talk about it. We're nervous to talk about it, but we are it very is, excited it's to a talk big, about it. Um, it's a big jump from what we've been talking about, something kind of lighthearted and easy to something that's going to be a deep, dark dive. But, but I'm so excited to do it. We're, we're ready to do this with you guys. We feel like we've formed a good we've relationship prepped. with you guys. We've prepped. We've, we've prepped made it. sure. We're ready. Trigger warnings. Trigger warnings. We'll make sure everyone is like on the goods. And yes, we're all all about it. Go watch it. Watch it tonight, tomorrow, any day up until Tuesday night at 10 p.m. (laughs) And then we're going to talk about it together. Please come on and talk to us with it. We will love to hear. We would love commentary. Yeah. We watch it live. We watch your questions live and your comments live. So we would love if you jumped on with us and talked to us about it. Um, I'm excited. In the meantime, stay trashy. Stay trashy. And <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>